Match week 13 in the books. The big one, Man City versus Liverpool. A little bit uneventful. Ends 1-1 to elsewhere around the Premier League. Newcastle handle Chelsea at St. James Park. Arsenal grind one out at the G-Tech Community Stadium. Man U, 3-0 at Goodison. Cover all that was from match week 13 and preview match weeks 14 and 15 as we have midweek action coming up. This is the Premiership Rizzo Podcast. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs. And the ball in behind Damian Bunny! It's 11! It's heaven for Jamie Bunny! You, 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 you are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Drama from day one! This is the league we want to watch! Back once again for another episode. In the saddle. This one starting off with the match that you mentioned in the intro, the big one, supposedly. The big kahuna. The one that everybody was talking about. Manchester City versus Liverpool. Live from the Etihad. Right and early kickoff. Six thirty our time. Twelve thirty local. Let's hop right into it. It was yeah. a doozy. And by doozy, kind of. I mean not at all. No. Uh, I was surprised how sloppy City still were in this. I'd say the first 20 minutes wasn't so bad. Yeah. There's more Man City sucking the life out of the game. Allison with probably the most erratic game he's ever had. I think that's yeah. fair to say. I would say worst. Yeah. Personally. (laughs) Yeah, especially they kept putting him situations where they had the ball at his feet and it was near and around the box. It it was very odd. Very uncharacteristic. uh, Yeah. It was very uncharacteristic for him and then odd that Liverpool kept putting him in that spot. Yeah. Um, City did have a few chances early. Allison coming up with a big save on Phil Foden. Um. That was probably the main one off of his specific turnovers. There's one where Holland almost like blocked the ball in the net as Allison was playing it to the other side of the field. Yeah. Uh, but Holland does get the goal, Sam. He sure 27th does. 27th minute. He's Nathan inevitable. Ake. Yeah, he's in the perfect spot. Nice little threaded ball. Yeah, and this one's starting off. Poor kick from Allison just... I don't know what happened there. He he just kind of like didn't catch it cleanly and just gave yeah, it away I don't to know. Aka. It was just, it, yeah, and it, 
it got really bad as the game went on, and then he had like a hammy problem. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. But yeah, giving away. Ake has it, slides it through to Holland, who scores. After that, it was a lot of Man City in their own third, kind of giving the ball away, creating chances for Liverpool. And it felt like Sabozhalai was in a constant state of running at um, Ederson. And it was he either had to pass to Darwizi Habibi or somehow get a shot off. And it seemed like he never really was able to get his footing for a shot. So it always kept having to be passed to Darwizi and it, it wasn't going to go in, Sam. Oh, the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yes. Anything else in the first half catch your eye? Uh, there, was, there was that light chance for Foden. He got tipped wide, but other than that... Not really. It goes into halftime, 1-0. Second half. I thought City looked better in the second half. Yeah, to, to start. especially early. Um, yeah. And then, then Liverpool kind of ramped up their pressure more so as the half went on, you know, looking for that goal. Uh, yeah, I it, was surprised to see that Liverpool were not as engaged and it felt like there was for sure no way that they could win the game given how they're playing in the second half. Yeah. For a lot of it. I mean that second half in general, like everything was just so flat. It this the, whole game kind of felt like one of those like Champions League finals of late where it's like supposed to be good and then it's just mm, not. Yeah. Or some kind of like even like maybe final. like the second leg of a semifinal. Yeah. And it's like, oh man. Cause it's just supposed to be good and it, it's just not fails expectations. Well, at least those games have atmosphere. This, this game had no atmosphere whatsoever. Man it's City, quiet. It is truly a library. Yeah. Even Pep ad- admits to it. He says, the fans, we need more from them. I mean, this was just, this is kind of the, the state of things, is that this is supposed to be a high-profile game, but then you get down to it, and it's like, this game just sucks. Like, there's there's no fans because Man City is... Not really a team that has any history whatsoever, so they don't have a real fan base. Yeah, and they they just play this this soul sucking like take the life out of the game football. You know, just yes. just in case there was any spark of life whatsoever in the crowd. Yeah, I tell you what, there's a spark of life near the very end as uh, Mohamed Salah. Lays it off edge of the box to Trent Alexander-Arnold, who was getting cooked the entire game by Jeremy Doku. Sam. Who, by the way, it hasn't been said enough. Because no one has said it besides me, I don't think. He kind of looks like Beetlejuice. <laughs> he just has hair, so you can't really see it. You gotta get, yeah, you got to get a good look at him. I was trying to work out a nickname of, like somehow incorporating his name into Beetlejuice, it didn't really work, but he looks like Beetlejuice. Anyways, Trent, super nice finish. Yeah. Uh, takes one touch to create a little more space and then blasts it. Um, I guess the only thing that stood out in the second half that really pissed me off was Man City calling for a handball penalty when it, like, I think it was hit Gravenberg. Like, j- just square in the back. Yeah. And then Rodri runs up to the ref calling for a pen. Like, that, what happened to that just being yellow? Well, like just it's no longer a week two of the season. Asking for, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That that just really pissed me off. But other than that in the second half, it's just a couple more Allison errors and then he had the hammy issue at the very end. Yeah, it was getting a little sketchy towards the end. There was like uh you know, just yeah, hanging on here. Even Holland at the very end had a real yeah. real good chance. So Yeah, I think Liverpool will be happy to get out of there with a point and uh kind of lick their their wounds and get out of there. Also, Darwizi Habibi getting in Pep's face at the end of the game. Yeah, I wonder what happened there. That was kind of a. <laughs> it's pr- random... honestly, it's probably Nunez being a psychopath because that's what he is. Yes, he's either he like laughing maniacally or he's like trying to fight. He's pretty much like a shit footballer version of Diego Costa. As if Diego Costa is not a footballer? I'm confused. <laughs> No, a shitty version of okay. him. Yeah. Although Diego Costa now is shit, but was once good. Yeah, once. A long time ago. Before literally he got a de- pocketed. Literally by, a decade ago. <laughs> by Rob Holding. Uh, oh, yes. Um, hey, who's also in the news this week? Anything else you want to say before we move on? Just disappointing game. Any takeaways from that? Other than City should probably be disappointed, and I'm still they're on my radar of for Man City standards fraudulency, given the fact that they just give the ball away constantly. Yeah, I did want to say one thing about you were talking about Doku. For me, I think sometimes it just seems like he's all flash, no substance at times. Like it's it's like he'll have a great move, and then, and then at least nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing will come out of it, and it's like. You think every time he gets a ball, he's going to get a shot off or something, but then it just kind of fizzles out, and it's like, oh. So you can just kind of let him, you know, work himself He's very much. <laughs> he's very much at the moment a, uh, I'll call him a TikTok player in terms of it has the quick highlight, and you're like, oh, man, this guy's great. Yeah. But, you know, there's such a lack of dribbling in the Premier League these days to where I can kind of understand why people – lose their mind over it. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, uh, not Pedro Neto this year, but years past, where it's like he'll put a move on a guy and you're like, oh, nice. And then he'll like have a terrible cross or pass or something. You're like, what was yeah. that? Yeah. Disappointed. Yep. Ready to move on? Yes, let's. Burnley, West Ham. Another Clareton Blue Derby. This first half really sucked. I mean... Most of the game for West Ham kind of sucked. Uh, yeah, West Ham had no right winning this game. I'll say it. Yeah, yeah which is it. very bad. You don't want to be in a spot where you beat Burnley and you didn't even deserve it. What yeah, did this... they do of note in the first half? Literally nothing. West Ham yeah. goes to Burnley and they say, we're going to sit back against the team in last place. <laughs> Honestly, respect David Moyes. That that left a bad taste in my mouth. If you can't go and at least go like 50-50 in terms of possession with Burnley, then I think there's something wrong. And I think there is something wrong just based off this game and how it went. First half, a lot of Burnley possession. I mean, it doesn't really matter because Burnley have no idea whatsoever when it comes to the final third. Yeah. You know, they also, can have as much possession like, as they want, but they 
I have no idea. This, like, I didn't really realize until, like, the 30th minute that Danny Ings was on the field. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, he, he just wasn't I, involved. I can't imagine he touched the ball more than five times in the entire time he was on. And you're going against Burnley. Yeah. It, it's like, well, this is great. We put in Danny Ings, but he literally never gets to touch the ball. So what's the point? It doesn't. Yeah. You, you could put me Might up. Might as well there. have a false nine. Yeah. And just drop, drop someone back in the midfield. Uh, the main thing of the first half was the penalty that wasn't given. Yeah. Coley Osho tripped by Sioux Fall. Somehow not given. I don't get that one. I I thought that was a clear penalty. Yeah, West M's defense was kind of shaky, and Burnley didn't even really do all that much in this one, but had a few chances um, a little later on as well. Uh, yeah, goes in halftime, nil nil. Second half, J Rod with an early pen. They actually call this one. Yeah, Kudus slightly steps on the foot. Coley Osho. I think the fact that Kudus was like behind Coley um, Osho helped in terms of awarding that penalty. But yes, Jay Rodriguez, a Premier League goal scorer in 2023. Is he on Luton next year or the year after? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Over, over under uh, half a year on J Rod to Luton. I'll take the over on. Okay. He's a Burnley boy. Sure. Um, After that, it was kind of the same Burnley with possession, but had no idea what to do. And it took a long time before West Ham were like, oh, God, we actually have to do something in this game. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was literally, when you say a long time, I don't remember them really doing anything until like the 79th, 80th minute. Yes. Yeah. And they do get a goal. They force an own goal. Dara O'Shea. Burnley's defense, just absolute stinky. Yeah, not good. It was a nice move in the box by Kudus to get the space, get the cross off. You know, sometimes you just got to put the ball in a dangerous area. Yeah. Speaking of putting the ball in the dangerous area, Kudus with an absolute dime to Tommy Sushek to make it 2-1 West Ham at the very end. Yeah, I don't know how Suchek gets that wide open at the back post. Suchek's been popping off. He scored again in the Europa League today. What's going on? He's playing for like a new contract out of nowhere? <laughs> guess so. I guess so. He's like, I'm not being relegated back to, you know, Red Star or wherever he came from, Slavia Prague. Uh, I think it was Slavia. I see. This is why I just felt like Kudu should have been playing just to give him something different. Because Ward Prowse, again, he hasn't really been as attacking as of late. And Paqueta, I just don't. I don't know. He's not really a ten. I wish they could just come out and say that. Yeah. Because he's kind of more. He might be more. Uh, in kind of like a Enzo Fernandez kind of role where he's better in like the transition game, but he doesn't mm-hmm. really even do that. So I don't know what he does. He's somewhere between like Buendia and Enzo Fernandez. Yeah. But regardless, all it took was two good balls from Kudus and it 
made Burnley melt upon themselves and they lost and couldn't get any points at home yet again. Yeah, despite being the better team for 80 of the 90 minutes. Yes. And at the slightest amount of pressure from West Ham, they just completely faltered. Just embarrassing. Burnley. Better luck next year, pal. <laughs> Vincent Company. Sorry. You should probably Maybe take your hat off. Take the hat off. Take your... Either take the hat off or take the blazer off. It's, yeah. It's not a combo that way. No. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Yes. Luton and Palace. Massive game. For it was a massive game. Great game, if I'm being quite frank, for Luton. Also, kind of feels bad for Crystal Palace in this one. Yeah. Um... A lot of chances for Palace in the first... Well, not a lot. A handful of chances where they were very much around Luton's box constantly. Yeah, it was very one-sided. Yeah. Start the game. Uh, Luton, I wouldn't say, are error-prone like they kind of have been at times this year. Um, where they'll make the one big mistake and it leads to a goal. But mm-hmm. Palace really could not get it clicking uh, and attack early on. Yeah, they had a good number of chances in that first half where it really felt like they should have capitalized on at least one of them. Yeah, and, and I mean, at least they and Etze were both cooking in this game. Yeah. But what can you do? Edward was not really cooking, and I mean, I didn't even know there's flop out there, really, so... Yeah, Schlupp ain't, ain't going to get you the goals. No. Yeah, as uh, the half went on, I thought Luton kind of grew into the game, started to get a little bit more possession. You know, Palace mm-hmm. kind of lost their mojo after not being able to score. Uh, Kaminsky yeah. made some big saves kind of throughout was, the game. He was killing it this week. Yeah, Mr. probably Kaminsky. his best game so far. We we've uh, criticized him in the past, but he's up week, for Player of the Month for crying out loud. Well, he's cooking. He is cooking. I know. I can't believe it. And this is a good chunk of why. Uh, so it goes in halftime, nil nil. Second half, tough five minutes for Crystal Palace. Yeah, losing Etze, who will be out for sure through the end of the year, I would assume. End of the uh, year, as in calendar year, I should say. But the big one, Czech Ducore, might be out for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, yeah, that could be huge and potentially put them in a relegation scrap, given how he's played this year. He's vital to everything they do. Um, They might have to be in the market for not only a striker in the winter window, but... Now a, a a six, really. Yeah. So that was absolutely brutal for them. And then we have a goal, Sam. Yeah, that's right. But it's right. actually disallowed. Disallowed. Elise long ball up to Edward. Scores after his initial attempt was saved, but he handled the ball and it was disallowed, as you said. 
It was tough. It's tough when it's those that are that close. There's really nothing you can do, but you know that, you know, if he doesn't touch the ball there at this hand, he doesn't keep possession and yada, 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 doesn't score. So. And then the first goal of the game finally comes. A Luton score from a corner. Mengi off of the flick on by uh, Carlton Morris. Edin Mengi. That doesn't sound like a real name. Edin Mengi. Get it, son. But Palace quickly equalize Alise. Oh, the, oh my. Oh, oh my. Cook. Absolute cook. cook. Cuts in from the right and just hits a beautiful curler that finds the corner. No chance of saving that one, even for player of the month. Mr. Kaminsky. Yeah, yeah he even he said, Kaminsky, have a fucking pint of this lad and said, yeah. you're not touching this. Yeah, and that was Hopkins. literally like right after the, the kickoff. <laughs> uh, but Luton retake the lead in the 84th minute. Ogbeni finds Jacob Brown in front of goal. Scores, take the lead. Luton yeah, it was in dreamland. Kind of weird because it, it just felt like. Uh... It just felt like Palace were the better side for most of that game. Not to say that uh, Luton were necessarily bad, but they just weren't up to Palace's standards yet. Yeah. All it takes is two chances for Luton, and they score. Yeah, sure does. Sure does. The late chances for Crystal Palace as Luton held on for dear life. Deminsky making some stops. There was a real late, late chance. Jeff Lerma had a header go off the post. Oh, is that that one? I thought there I'd was say, one other chance for Elise off the field. Did you say Elise? No, I said I. Yeah, I said Elise. Or at least that's what I meant to say because he had one that hit like the roof of the net, I believe. Hmm. But regardless, uh, yeah, the Lerma chance at the very end. I was going to mention that too, but. Yeah, huge, huge game for Palace. Not in a good way. Who would have thought that? But a huge win for Luton. Huge win for Luton. They make it what count. What if people are going to wake up and realize that Luton aren't like terrible, terrible? Well, it seems to take about a year based on... Bournemouth. The other things that are happening in the league where people are like, oh, oh Gary O'Neill. <laughs> oh, You see, that's so weird that Gary O'Neill doesn't get the buzz when he's coming from Liverpool and stuff. Yeah, you, know? you would think so with that pedigree. Yeah, but no. But then it's like, not. then you had Bournemouth fans who were just shitting on him, even though he managed to keep them up. It's like, what is wrong it, it with doesn't, you people? Nothing makes sense. You disgust me. Anyways, Luton, big win. Crystal Palace continue to falter. Some big injuries in this one. Roy Hodgson. The seat is getting hotter. Yes. It I is mean, quite toasty. It was quite. it was it was wonderful what he did when he came back last season, had him playing good football, but it's good that we had him back so we could remember that something other than him ending up at Watford. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's time. It he shouldn't have been brought back for this. Season. I, season. I know they Same were kind of handcuffed into it, but 
you know, yeah. it, it was time to move on, and now it's time to move on. You need a a permanent solution, whoever that might be. But you better start searching. Yes. Moving on. Newcastle, Chelsea. Charity FC's back on the menu, boys. Oh, my gosh. And were they ever on display in this second half, Sam? I tell you what. Game starts off pretty balanced. Newcastle kind of pinning them in for a little bit. And then they get the goal. Isak from Lou Miley. Sweet Lou. With a little threaded ball. All because Mark Kukurea played him on. No one else yeah. played that man on. Yeah, Kukurea <laughs> did. Completely lost in the sauce or playing him on. Yeah. I mean, that was a great ball by young young Lewis Miley, 17 years old. Yes. Had a great game. Yeah. that you know, And that's part of the reason why I don't really have sympathy for Newcastle complaining that they have injuries. It's like, first off, 75% of your first team still playing. Second off, your backups aren't bad at all. So quit quit moaning. Um, yes. After that, Chelsea kind of got back in the game a little bit. Mainly, they looked pretty good on the counterattack in this one, catching Newcastle out a couple times. And then they get the goal, Sam. Raheem Sterling wins a free kick. That's right. He puts on the scuba gear, and he goes for a dive, and he gets a free kick. Well, if it, to be fair, his body's built to where his ass sticks out so far <laughs> from behind that if you slightly touch it, he's bound to tip over. What is he going to do? Yeah, he's not very well balanced in no. terms of physical stature. Exactly. Uh, but he has an absolute just belter of a free kick, to say the least. That was very nice. It was nice. Uh, after that... Kind of felt more balanced. Newcastle weren't really super sharp in the first half, in my opinion. And Chelsea had a couple chances um, yeah. towards the end of the half. Connor Gallagher, was that end of first half or beginning of second half? I don't remember. Where he uh, walked right into it and just shot it, but Pope made a good save. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was end of the first half because I don't remember anything good happening in the second half. Goes in halftime, 1-1. Second half, Chelsea think that they are Man City and have unlimited fouls to give. However, they didn't realize that when Man City fouls, they foul in their own attacking third. Chelsea's just like letting Newcastle get by them and then fouling and be like, it's fine. Don't worry. These set pieces, they're, they're not going to do anything. Yes. And then... Newcastle immediately score off like the third set piece of the half. Uh, they put a little switch up off the dead ball and then cross it in. And you know what, Sam? Jamal Lascelles, one of the underappreciated kind of uh, sleeper guys who was at the Newcastle, who was at Newcastle before the rebuild. Yes. Getting in there, getting on the score sheet. Anthony yeah. Gordon. I can't believe Anthony Gordon is as good as he is. I'll say it. He's, he's cooking. cooking. He's he's like this year's Al Marone from like last year. Yeah. People were questioning whether he would fit in, and he's just done excellently so far. Yes. And then off the kickoff, Chelsea said, hey, let's give another one away real quick. 
it's Tiago Silva, who <laughs> is now officially should be in a nursing home. Yeah, I was about Just, to say, had a senior moment. What was that? I mean, there what? was earlier indications when he was like trying to keep the ball in, and then he like oh, tipping over. over a, I think even most of this year, he's just kind of past it. And you know what? He's thirty nine. Sam, he deserves Chelsea. To be past it. Chelsea were Chelsea were just milking him for all he had. Yeah. Like even two years ago, it would have been if you got that year year and a half out of him, that would have been fine. That that'd be more than you expect. Yeah, everyone thought he was washed like three years ago. Right now, Chelsea's still like, we'll put him out there. It's like, why? What are you doing? Yeah. So, also, it must be said. So, there's no Poch in this one, but that doesn't matter because Potter did the same thing, and now Pochettino's doing the same thing. What's up with Mudrick as a sub? Like, teams, if you're losing against Chelsea. Teams are just going to play a low block against you. It's like, what does Mudrick do then? His best asset is you get him in space and he runs. Right. Like that's what I don't. I just don't understand that. Yeah. Um, and then Reese James gets a silly second yellow for no reason. Also, it was all falling apart. Also, a dive from Anthony Gordon, which shame on yeah, the ref. But- shame on the ref for calling that. Everyone knows. I mean, everyone knows Sterling is a diver. Everyone knows that Anthony Gordon is, like, even bigger of a diver. Yeah. So, I mean, on but one still, hand, you blame the players, but on the other hand, I, it's... I still blame Reese James, because what the hell are you doing? I mean, yes. But also, it must be said, it was a dive, and True. I wish they would stop calling that shit, because then it just keeps it's happening. It's annoying. Yep, you get rewarded for it. Anthony Gordon from Miggy Almarone to seal it, make it four to one. Good win for Newcastle. Chelsea, you just can't predict what's going to happen, Sam. No, not at all. It's a mixed bag from them. Yeah, at all times. It's weird. I mean, in the first half, after they scored the goal, I thought they looked decent, but the second half, like you said, I mean, they were just kind of. They just came out and they were just. Out of it, yeah. It, they're just like, what if we just foul and let Newcastle have free kicks? It's like, nope, that's a bad idea. Um, ready to move on? Is there anything else you want to say about that? No, I I think that's all. Okay. Forest and Brighton, Sam. This one was kind of nutty. It was. Brighton kind of looked a little back to their old form, but it was Forrest who started off fast. Anthony Alonga from Gibbs White. Um, Forrest really attacked uh, kind of that right side for the most part. Um, they just kept feeding Gibbs White like the whole game. Yeah, it was nice to see Gibbs White finally kind of have a better game this one. Maybe yeah. Getting some form again. Yeah. After that opening goal, though, Brighton with a lot of possession after that. Yes. And they draw level after young Evan Ferguson is afforded way too much space at the top of the box. And that was a nice song. finish. He is just like the king of these very composed finishes. You know, he doesn't try and 
blast the roof off of the net. He just kind of, you know, picks a spot and scores. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of injuries in this one. Lamptey and Ansu Fadi yeah. out. Going to be out for quite a while. Yeah. Jack Hinkleschwood coming on, Sam. Hinkleschwood. That's when I knew things were about to go down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right before half, Joao Pedro from Pascal Gross. Good yeah. little movement by Brighton. This felt, like I said, this felt a little more like Brighton of last year, but it's also, you know, going against Forest. it's like, eh, you know... It or still haven't nights. looked all that great. Yeah, exactly. They have not looked that great as of late. Yeah, goes in halftime, 2-1, to one, Brighton with the lead. Second half, early penalty, Chris Wood brings down Jao Pedro in the box. Chris Wood, what are you doing, lad? Get out of there. Jao Pedro converts 3-1. At this point, you're thinking, okay... Okay, Brighton are in it's the driver's seat. It's signed, sealed, and it's, delivered. It's signed, sealed, delivered. Oh, ho, ho. not so fast. Not so fast, my friends. 72 minutes in, Forrest awarded a penalty after Mr. Inchelwood brought down, I think it was Origi. Um, it didn't yeah, look like a penalty. Yeah, but then they ended up calling it on Dunk, because Dunk got a yellow. And then... I thought I thought Dunk got a straight red. No, he got a yellow on that. On, and then afterwards, he got a straight red right after. Oh, oh Literally okay. like a minute later. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which was uh, very odd. Not something you see out of Lewis Dunk very much, but what can you say? Lost is cool. I did see Anthony Taylor. There was like a clip of him walking off the field saying that Dunk called him some name. Some derogatory term or something where he got Oh, he's baldy. And that's why I gave him a red. A cue ball. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, did, oh, what'd you say to me? Didn't look like a penalty from my standpoint. It was definitely not clear. No. I mean... Not clear just, and obvious. Just, just another Anthony Taylor... Masterclass. Masterclass. Um... Yeah, Gibbs White converts a penalty. And then after that, you know, it's kind of all hands on deck for, for Brighton as they kind of piecemeal the defense without... Yeah, it was just pack dunk. everyone in there. Yeah. And Forrest didn't really create, like, amazing, amazing chances. They had one or two at the very, very end, I felt like. But yeah, for how long it was, they really kind of were picking and choosing their spots. It was kind of like Chelsea. Yeah, it was they disappointing. Move like two miles per hour, and it's it like, like, what are just, you doing? Just, just get a ball hoof into the box. In. Yeah, yeah, hoof it in there. You have big lads. Yeah, once they did that towards the end of the game, it started looking better. But it's like, okay, we like waited. Even Bright too- had a real good chance, like in the 80th minute, to score, which might have been just as bad, just as good as like any chance that uh, Forrest had. So, I don't know. Very unsettling if you're Forrest. Losing that one, Brighton get a win. Sam, you're not happy with uh, what's his name? Deserby. Deserby. He's running out under the field like a madman, like he just won the title. It's like, all right, dude, it's it's Nottingham Forest one, two. You yeah. were up three one, and you almost bottled it. Like, 
let's cool it. Let let's cool it. I mean, Deserby, he's kind of getting on my nerves. He's getting a little too big time. Yeah, he thinks it's proper big time. I want. Well, he's going to beat Chelsea I want this week. Kids so. Deserby. Yeah. Um. Anything else you'd like to say before we move on? Mm. No, I I think I think I've made my point. Be interesting to see how they uh, do without Ansu Fati. He's actually looked real well for them in attack, and they might even be missing Matoma in that game. We'll see. I am not too worried about Brighton not replacing those guys because they always can kind of patch something together. Um, Bournemouth and no. Sheffield, Sam. No. 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 That's all I got to say. No. <laughs> No, no, no. This game. This game was great. Sheffield sucks. Sheffield sucks, man. I mean, what can you say about Bournemouth? They're cooking now. They're hot. I th- I think it was less of Bournemouth and more Sheffield. <laughs> just sucks, dude. No, I don't know. I don't uh, know about that. Anyways, let's get into it. Bournemouth, they, they cooked early. It has to be said, 12 minutes in, they get the early lead. Semenyo finds Tavernier. Nice cut inside, finds space and scores. Good to see him get on the score sheet. Semenyo had some sauce this game, a couple dribble moves. Yeah, yeah, I've been liking Semenyo. I feel like he's kind of their best attacking player at the moment. Hey, well, Big Dom just had a double like a week ago. Now they have, uh, you know, Tavernier gets a double. So yeah. they just have a bunch of guys that any given week could be their week. But Semenyo, yes, he's cooking. Yeah, I feel like in, just in terms of, like, chance creation, he's kind of the main guy. That's fair. Runs at defenses. Makes things happen. Yeah, this one I thought Sheffield... Their big mistake, they just they started pushing up really far and then they just get exposed at the back. It's like, well, you know that Bournemouth are happy to hit on the counter like that. Yes. You know, especially with someone like Semenyo who's got good pace. You're playing with fire there. And then just before halftime, Bournemouth get the second goal. Huge mistake. From Wes Fodering. Wes. Big Wes. Leads to a goal for Cloyvert. <laughs> that was a close your eyes moment there. That That's like you shouldn't be in the Premier League after that one. Yeah. That was about as tragic as it gets. Yeah. Pretty brutal. It was in halftime 2-0. Second half, Bournemouth at a third pretty early. Adam Smith getting a assist Tavernier at the back post for his brace like you had mentioned Bournemouth in the driver's seat pretty comfortable second half Sheffield do get the late late consolation goal for Ollie McBurney but I think I've shut out anything from the second half in this one in my brain I mean nothing really happened yeah I think that's why I shut it out I mean, the, um, the game was... There, there's no way that Sheffield is scoring three goals. 
No. Is there a way they're scoring two? No. Well, what about a penalty against Wolves at the very end? That should have been a penalty. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. That's the only way. Fraudulent. <laughs> uh, Bournemouth, though, they got a roll as far as results are going. So, Yeah, that's true. It can't them. be denied. Iraola, up for manager of the month. What a word. Oh, no. No. <laughs> if it starts off with Ainge for three months and then Iriola, I might lose my mind. <laughs> oh. I might question what we're talking about here. Well, let me ask you this. Iriola or Ten Hag? Ten Hag. Ten Grinding Hagen. out one nil wins. Are you kidding me? Ten Hag and Harry Maguire double? Yeah, I think so. I think so. What a and then by January, we're all rolling on the ground laughing. Yeah. When we're looking at that. So, yes, I would say the man you double. The man you double. Make it happen. Make it happen. Second half of the year. Do a title charge. Dude, don't don't give them any ideas. They're going to. They're already in the race, Sam. They're, gonna they're sitting there in over sixth. Eager. Four points off fourth. Six points off the top. With a juicy zero goal differential. Hmm. Chelsea have a better goal differential. Brentford have a better goal differential. I have nothing to say, Sam. (laughs) I have have nothing to say. We'll we'll get to there in a second. But first, got to talk about Arsenal, who somehow keep pulling them out, Sam. They keep pulling them out. As much as you won't believe in them, they keep pulling them out. Of all the games of football, this was probably like bottom 5%. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot going. It was down. rough. It was rough. I mean, you know, Brentford they came in with the game plan. They were going to play a low block against Arsenal. That's kind of what teams have been doing, you know. Um, and it was just kind of like, can Arsenal find a way through? And for a long time, it seemed like the answer was no. Yeah, I just felt like Arsenal were kind of settling for a lot of their stuff. But they most certainly could not get much cooking, much yeah. clicking, to say the least. And then on the other hand, you have Ramsdale coming in for Raya. Obviously, can't play due oh, to man. the loan rules. Ramsdale almost completely gives away a easy goal. A couple goal. Yeah, couple goals, it could have been a couple. Like... I mean, it was yeah, it was shambolic. One or two of those distributions were. Utterly just shambolic. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to watch. Really bad. You and feel now bad you're just him. wondering, it's, well, he's just going to go to a different team, I think, at this point. Yeah. Which is weird, because I don't feel like Rye is like that much of an upgrade on Ramsdale. That's what I don't get about the whole thing. Yeah. So you really went through all this to get like a marginal upgrade like Raya's not world class he's good but he's not like a top 10 goalie in the world maybe he could get there though you never know maybe all I know is that Leo Trossard scored and it was disallowed and it was offside by I don't know an inch and it wasn't even him who was offside yeah great but it's okay because at the end of the day 
Kai be Havertz. a grinder way. I was ready for I if I could have put money on a Kai Havertz or Neil Mopai goal, I would have. Some one of those guys was scoring this game. I saw Neil Mopai getting ready to get in the game, and I was like, "Oh God, not like yeah. this." Yeah, I mean, he got in there and he did absolutely nothing. That is true. I just can't true. believe Godo started this game. They're just yeah. like, what if we, what if we started him? Yeah, Brentford looking a little light right now. Injuries. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, even when Tony comes back, it's like they're going to sell him. It's like, are you just going to reinvest right away? Or I don't really know what they do. Yeah, I feel like probably he's, invested over a, a few guys, maybe. Because these young, these young attackers just aren't really going. You keep playing Wiesen and Bumo anyway, so what's the point? Yeah, no Jensen in this one for Brentford either. That that hurt them for sure. They yeah. couldn't establish much in terms of possession. And, you know, Brentford, very hard hard team to beat at home. So Hard to beat just in general when they're on, Yeah, to say the least. They're not always on, but when they are, it's they're tough. They'll grind you out. Great win for Arsenal. Not performance-wise, but result-wise. Yeah, definitely one of those you you don't care how you got it done. Just the fact that you got it done. Brentford away, it's a tough game, and it doesn't matter how. It just matters that you get to win. You get all three points. Obviously, good for Kai Havertz. You know, hopefully it boosts his confidence a bit. He scored in the Champions League yesterday. So, but uh, yes or no? Could you have scored the goal he scored in the Champions League? I don't think so. Arsenal cooked. They cooked long. They did cook. 5-0 five, five five in the first half? Uh, I, yeah, I think and it, it was. 6-0? Yeah. yeah. Lord George got a, a pen, garbage time pen. Yeah, it's nice. Just, you know, they got the got the job done early and they take the foot off the gas, and then the next game they can play a heavily rotated side. Because it's well, going to we'll be see, a busy December. Yeah, we got midweek action. Let's move yeah. on to the Sunday games. Tottenham and Villa. Yeah. The battered and injured and bruised Tottenham Hotspur, Sam. Starting your boy Brian Heal. <laughs> and Gio Lacelso. Yeah. What? You also got Petanker kind of fully back, but then he goes out in this one. That's exactly what I was saying. The problem with. With Tottenham, it's like you look at their depth. They're starting Brian Heal and Gio Lo Celso. Like that well, should they paid not be like thirty-five mil for both those guys. So that is true. You know, got to play at some point. Um, speaking of Lo Celso, he gets a goal. Tottenham have a corner. Play it far to Lo Celso, chest it down, rips it up or ninety. It's kind of a balanced game before that goal, Sam. Ch- uh, goal or well. Chances for both sides, I should say. Yeah. Especially early. Pau Torres probably the best one that he put just wide on a set piece. Yeah, and Tottenham was really testing that Aston Villa high line. You know, they live and die by it. Two teams that both, you know, really like the high line. Yes. This one, it felt like definitely could have gone the other way if Tottenham capitalized on some of their chances. Yeah, well, Son, Son was Mr. 
scoring from an offside position. But speaking of, you know, having goals disallowed, Ollie Watkins scores. Goes but offside. It does not stand. Does not stand. Yeah, how many how many disallowed goals in this one? Four. 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 Yeah, I had to think if there's a fifth one, but yeah, it's four. Yeah. Um, that one looked like it was offside, kind of from the get go. So now Tottenham can't get rid of Hoiberg in the winter window. Why is that? Well, they just have no Injuries. depth, anyways. Yeah, yeah, they just have no depth. Yeah. It's for As sure. They had some bids coming in, but he comes on for Betancur right before. Halftime, Sam Pau Torres does get a goal. Well, you missed Douglas. The, you missed the first of the sun offside uh, goals. Yeah, he was offside. He was clear on goal and scores, but he was off. Yeah, very I didn't, it, Yeah. And then Pau Torres from Doug Louise. Sam would Arsenal have won the league if they got Doug Louise last year? Was it last year they were going to get him or two years ago? Yeah, last year. Didn't want to pay 25 mil. It'd be a steal of a deal. That would be a steal of the deal somehow. Right now he's like sixty-five mil. <laughs> he's yeah. He's an insane player. Yeah, I think I think there's a good chance that they would. I mean, considering the depth was was a real issue towards the end of the season. Yes. Um, that makes it one-one going into half. Second half, Sam. Villa still cooking in attack. They get a goal. Ollie Watkins from Tielemann, someone who's kind of, you know, hasn't played a ton, been rotated in and out, wants mm-hmm. more time. But whenever he's out there, he's looked pretty decent for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they they made the uh, the subs at half. They said, okay, we're not happy with how things are going. They brought on Tielemans and... Leon Bailey at a half for Diaby and Matty Cash. Yeah. Get things a little more attacking, and it paid off for him. Tielemans, great ball there. Ollie Watkins having a great season. Must be said. Must be said. Uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, Ryan Hill getting subbed off for Oliver Skip? That's when you got to bring on your real attackers, Ollie Skip. I real the steel. Argentinian guy who came on. I did not know who that was. I will be quite frank. No, Mister Valise, Valise Navidad. Yeah, Valise Navidad. I tell you what, Tottenham really didn't turn it up until the very, very end. Probably like the last ten, fifteen minutes or so. But they did have some real good chances. In fact, they had another one of the major disallowed goals. Uh, Pedro Poro rips one off the post. It rebounds right to Sun, and he taps it in, but he was offside. Yeah, completes the hat trick of offside goals. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, they were pushing that, that Villa back line again. I mean, Martinez had to come up with some saves. And uh, at the end of the day, Villa pull out the win 2-1, to one, but it definitely felt like Tottenham could have at least got a point out of that one. But yeah, and they, they easily could have drawn, but nope. It is it is Villas to be. 
Villa coming up, they don't win all the time on the road, but when they do, I mean, they're, they're taking care of some bigger opponents. Chelsea now Tottenham. Yeah, that was a quality win. Absolutely. I would have to say, Sam, that the next game was not necessarily a quality win. <laughs> but before we move on to that, uh, Tottenham title chances, Sam? <laughs> Zero. Zero. Oh, okay. They have, look at their their bench and uh, tell me. They, uh, I don't know if you know this, but they started the year undefeated beating like Burnley, Sheffield, a bunch of teams like that. A fraudulent, that fraudulent do win against Liverpool. Brandon Austin. You know, I don't I don't want to say that I called this happening, but you know, here we are. Yes. Um Man U and Everton, Sam. Man U and Everton. The first game after Everton's point deduction, the fans holding up the red card saying the Premier League is corrupt. I thought that was pretty funny. Yes. Um there was also a plane flying over the the Man City Stadium, which which ruled. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, well, we better get into it, and yeah. we're just gonna start off with it, Sam. Garnacho World. Garnacho. Is there anything to say? I mean, I this alone makes me feel vindicated for when we, um said last year on record that Garnacho is better than Sancho and Anthony. Yeah, that's true. Dude. I mean, you know, just stats wise he's been better, but we're a year ahead of I test wise and just watching one worldy of a goal, I'd say uh he's just better. And yeah. he's not even that great. No, I he's don't not, even know but... if he's truly man U quality, but we'll see. Yeah, absolute insane goal. One of the best you'll ever see. The bike from distance. So yeah, clean. Jordan Pickford should have had that. <laughs> he should what have. What an idiot. Idiot. <laughs> and I that's tell you what, after, after that, Sam, there's a whole lot of Everton. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a whole lot of Everton in that rest of the first half. Man, you've like kept losing the ball in midfield in their own defensive third. Everton kept popping up. And just couldn't score. I I mean, Ducore had a real good chance. Calvert-Lewin had a good chance. This actually was a good Onana game. You know, we were buying Onana stock for a while. Now now it took a dip after that Champions League. That Champions League game. Oh, my God. It, 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 took, it took a hit. We'll say that. Yeah, there's a condition on the stock that it doesn't apply to Champions League games. Cause yeah, it, Premier League only. Oof. Yeah, but DeCorey, Calvert-Lewin, odd chances. I think Garner even had one. Maybe it was McNeil, I forget. I think it was McNeil had it yeah. off the line. Yeah. yeah, it was like, oh, man. Everton just could not get it over. I saw, like, the meme stat, the expected goals at halftime was, it was like 1.25 Everton, and then Man U, oh. it was like 0. 0.1, <laughs> or like 0. 0.08 or something like that. I mean, it's just typical United. They take an early lead, and then what do they do? They, like, concede possession to Everton. Yeah. What else is there to say? And then Everton can't score. Yeah. It's truly incredible. Goes in halftime, 1-0. Second half, Ashley Young starts off the half. Well, 
we should say, man, you did win the ball midfield, and they're counterattacking. But it's really not going anywhere until Ashley Young says, hey, let me take out Mr. Martial. Let, yeah. me, take, let me take him out. And then Rashford steps up, takes the penalty, rips it. At that point, you had a good feeling there wasn't really a way back for Everton. Yeah, it just had to be Ashley Young, of course. We've been calling for it. It's like, why is he out there? Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing to have him, you know. Like, there's no way Patterson's worse. There's no way Patterson's worse. Play like 10 minutes here and there. But it's like, why are we starting this guy every game? Yeah. Why? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, Martial does get a goal too, though. There's that going for him. Yeah, it was a really nicely taken goal, to be fair. Yes, as it was. Bruno um, dimes him up. Yep. Dimes him up. Martial with a nice little dink over Pickford. Very clean. Third goal. Finishes 3-0. United with a win in that game. Everton. Not a great start to their life after the points deduction. Yeah. It's just like, I don't understand. I feel like this year, more than past years, the results versus performance is like just polar opposite for some teams. It's like, how are Everton... Like, even if they didn't have the points deduction and they're still like 15th, like, they're better than Fulham and Palace, at least. Could make the case Wolves and Brentford that they'd be more around there, Wolves and Brentford. But, like, you know, I just, I feel like they're so much better than that, yet here we are. Yeah, I think last year was very much a, a meritocracy in terms of performances. Good performances. Yeah. Meant that With good results. teams got the results. This, this year's year, just odd. Yeah, you're getting teams that are putting in some some stinkers, but getting away with it. You know, whether that's due to to luck or referee impacts, I think you know a little bit of all the above. Yeah, everything everything plays into it. So, uh, all right, move on to the last game. Yes, speaking of referees, the, the penalty games, the penalty, penalty games, Sam. Yeah, who did this one? Michael referee. Salisbury. Uh, uh. Is this guy a steak or what? What is he a steak? Is he a steak or what? Medium what medium. I owe is this guy a steak? Oh, um, my steak's well done. Well, I tell you what was well done. Alex Awobi facilitating the ball and then collecting it from Anthony Robinson. Slotting it home. Very nice. Yeah, that well was actually a, I feel a, like, a nice offensive play from Fulham. I feel like if we could be co-managers of Fulham, we could get them back to like 12th or 11th yeah, comfortably this I year. I think so. I think so. Like we've been calling for Kearney and Harrison Reed for how long, and they finally play in this one, and they look a whole lot better in midfield. Especially yeah. Tom Kearney was cooking. Yeah, give me a little Tom Kearney. Give me a little Alex Wobie. Give me a little Harry Reed. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, after that, nothing really happened between 
the next goal, honestly. And the next goal kind of came out of nothing. Wolves just kind of transitioning fast up the field. But they had so many guys forward. I don't know if you remember that on that goal. They had like six or seven guys like in the box, it felt like. Like not only was Cunha there, someone else was back post, and they're both like unmarked. It was mm-hmm. very odd. Gaz O'Neill tactics, just like, we're going to score here. Everyone go up. Yeah, he gets them on the charge. He's like, oh, and they all run forward. Yes. Belgard crosses it, back post, Cunha header. Very nice header, by the way, from him. Yeah. Uh, scores to make it one to one. Yeah, nice, nice little move by Belgard there to create the space, get the cross off. Cunha with the free header there at the back post. Anything else stand out in your mind from the first half? Uh, there was a moment towards the end of the half. Burn Leno getting a little, a little sketchy. Lamina taking the ball off of him, but the angle was too tight and he couldn't score. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was one later in the day in the game too, where it's like I guess it wasn't fully Leno's fault, but Klejic almost had a real good chance. Yeah. Too later on. Um, goes in halftime one one second half. Little lazy play from Wolves, leaving a foot hanging out there. Tom Kearney drawing the penalty. Yeah, some controversy about this one. I mean, definitely There's a soft contact, penalty, but it, was, but but it there is contact. It's one, yeah, unfortunately, so it's it's pretty much impossible to say if you call that on the field and then to. To rule that out. You can't overturn. VAR, yeah. It's impossible. Yes, precisely. William steps up and slots it as he has a perfect record in the Premier League as far as taking penalties. Yeah, added to that one today. Yes. Today, I mean, this game. <laughs> yes. Um, yep. Yeah, penalty at the other end, though. A few, few minutes later, Tim Ream bringing down. Playing He Chan right on the edge of the box. Wolves win a penalty. And it's Wang He Chan who scores from the spot again. The man is on fire. Precisely. He is cooking. He is absolutely cooking. Um so Fulham have to come back again. But it's Wolves who have a few chances down the stretch. Uh, you know, really putting the pressure on Fulham. Fulham kind of looks shaky, but at the very end, it's Fulham who draw yet another penalty. This one was just, I don't know, laziness by Wolves, but kind of just sloppy. Like Fulham's running with the ball towards the corner flag. It's not even, you know, fully towards you and you're just reaching out for it. Just not good, Sam. Not good at all. Yeah, not good. I think it sh- we should mention too the the Vi- Vinicius moment, the headbutt. Oh yeah, yeah, the headbutt that wasn't called somehow, not a red text- card. I mean, that's got to be like the most clear cut red card you've ever seen. Yeah, it was just clear as day. What is there to say? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it. And then, did he even get a card for that? I know he got a yellow, like, towards the end of the game, but I don't think it was for that. I think he did. I think he got a yellow. 
That was for it? Okay. Yes. I, um, I can't recall my brain's fried. Yeah, William stepping up for the second penalty. He scores it. I think should have been disallowed because he stopped in his run-up. But, but I mean, all these guys stop these days. Rashford stopped in his they, they run-up. It, it's crazy. They get away with that. It's it's bull load of baloney, if you ask me. I wish they would enforce that rule, but they don't. They never, they never will. No, unfortunately. So anyways, that wraps up the games for this week. Shall we get into some predictions? Saturday, we got Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. How about that? Got a lot into. We got a lot to cook. Starting off, Arsenal and Wolves at the Emirates. How are you feeling about this one, Sam? Yeah, I mean, going into this one, you see Wolves are going to be missing a couple guys. Uh, Lamina and Jao Gomez due to yellow card accumulation. So that'll be a miss for, for Wolves, but not a team you can take lightly. No. Uh, you know, I think Wolves, they'll, they'll sit back and they'll look to hit on the counter and I think the the option is always there. Yeah. Uh, I feel pretty confident Arsenal can control the midfield, break down Wolves' defense. I'm going to go Arsenal 2-0. I'm going to say Arsenal 2-1. All right. Brentford Luton at the G-Tech Community Stadium. This feels like one where Brentford kind of get rolling a little bit. Yeah, that's they what I was going to say. pretty well. A bounce back. Yeah, and not to mention, as much as we love Luton, we know that the team's towards the bottom, they win one, and then it's like they can't win one for at least another three games. Unless you're Bournemouth, apparently, and you just go streaking constantly. Well, it helps but, when you play against teams that are also bad. True. Uh, I'm going to go Brentford 2-1. I'm going to say Brentford 3-0. Give me an Mbumo brace on that one. Ooh. Yeah, I might have to look and see what the odds are in that game just to see. Uh, Burnley-Sheffield, Sam, this is terrorism ball. I don't think you can stream it. I think it's, like, illegal. Like, the feds yep. come to your house. Yep. So, it's not nil, a nil. shocker. I, I mean, is it really... Can you even pick a score for this? Brentford's minus 215 at home? Come on, man. I mean... Maybe like minus 180. Leaves a slight bit of juice on the bone. That that pisses me off. Burnley, Sheffield. I, that game doesn't deserve a prediction for me. I'll be quite frank. Fair enough. Forest, Everton. Forest at home. Like to see a result here against Everton. Everton coming out at need this it. point in loss. I almost want to bet Forrest because Everton have had such bad luck. Yeah. Last year they drew both games, however, so that, that makes me a little scared. Um, Yeah, I, I still like the way Everton are looking in attack. If they can turn Forrest over um, in the midfield, I'll feel pretty good about it. I'll still say Forrest 2-1, especially since Steve Cooper, they say his job's not on the line, but... It really kind of is getting on that edge for him, I guess. Yeah. So I'll I'll say he gets some relief and they grab a win here. <clears throat> I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Okay. 
Big one. Newcastle. Man I United. will be betting this. I will be slamming this. Newcastle S- minus 105. He's Newcastle about even at home. Against United. I just don't know how it doesn't happen. Manager of the month. Player of the month. <laughs> Take that. Yes. Uh, I I just like the way Newcastle are rolling right now. I feel like they just had a rough start to the year because they played so many tough teams, and I think it's fine. Yeah, I think Not so. Not about it. I think Isak gets on the score sheet of this one. I'm going to say 2-0 Newcastle. I'm going to say Newcastle 4-0. Oh, spicy. Chelsea Brighton. Uh, we missed a game there. Did we? What the hell did I miss? Although, I mean, they're all at the same time. On mine, it shows Bournemouth Villa. Oh, yeah, I see what you're doing. Yep. No, I, I was on a different app for a second. It didn't have it in order. Yes, Bournemouth Villa. Bournemouth at home, but... Oh, no, there it's at actually at the Vitality. Yeah, Bournemouth at mm. home. Yeah, saying? I know, but I in my mind, I thought Villa at home. I don't know why. Nothing, nothing makes sense to me anymore. Um, Bournemouth have boiled. Villa, Villa kind of struggle a little bit as we talked about. So I don't know. Uh, I'll say a draw. I'll say a one-one draw. Okay, I'm gonna say two-one Villa. Okay. Chelsea, Brighton. Grandfather in memoriam. Derby. This is a game I might sprinkle a little on Brighton. On Brighton plus three forty. Uh, I don't know. Or, or I you just I, do plus 320 for a draw. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of like Chelsea in this one, but, you know, it's Chelsea lads. Who knows? Yeah. Them. Yeah. No Lewis Dunk, obviously. No Lewis Dunk. Probably no Matoma. No Ansu Fati. No Lamptey. This, this is why it just, like, lines up for Brighton to have, like, Buenanote come out of nowhere and just hit a banger. They have no chances the entire game, and then Buenanote <laughs> hits one from like midfield on think, Bobby Sanchez. I think I'm gonna say two one. We'll see. Oof. If you get this right, you might just be like the Chelsea reader. What did you say about last week for Chelsea? All I know is That's I a had a Chelsea losing one nil. I feel like I might have said like two two. Don't know. Okay, maybe you're not the Chelsea the here. Yeah. Liverpool Fulham at Anfield. Feel pretty good about Liverpool. A little two nil spot. Yeah, I think so. I'll I'll see three nil Liverpool. West Ham Palace, how you feeling about this one? You gotta do rapid fire because you gotta leave here soon. Uh two teams that struggle to score. So I'm gonna say one one. I'm gonna say three one West Ham. Three one West Ham. Okay. Kudos. I have a let him cook. I'm thinking Bowen will actually be back for this one, is what they're saying. Oh, okay. That helps. Yes. City Spurs. City Spurs. Spurs always find a way to win this one, but I don't think this year. Not with, I not think with the they might. I think they might get smoked. I think it could be like a 4-0 kind of bashing. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I'll say 3-0. Yeah, I'll say 3-0 as well. Wolves-Burnley on Tuesday. This is one of those where it's like, okay, Wolves should win, but... But they also should have beat Sheffield. They should have beat Sheffield. they lost. 
Yeah. Uh, especially at home. I will go with a Wolves 2-1 victory over Burnley. I'll say Wolves 1-0. Loot and Arsenal. Are you ready to go to the Ken, Sam? Hostile territory. Ready to have your world rocked? Ross Barkley, I can guarantee he's going to cook. I'm going to go Arsenal with a cheeky 1-0 victory. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to say 1-0 as well. Brighton-Brentford. I I feel like this one kind of depends on the result of the Chelsea-Brighton game to see yeah. how I feel, but... I'm going to go with the 2-2 draw. Yeah, I feel like the teams are probably about even. I'll say 1-1. Alice-Bournemouth. Bournemouth could keep rolling. They could. I'm really, I'm really thinking Palace might take a dip here with no Ducore. Yeah. It's going to be rough. I know, as a Yeah. Potentially. Um, I'll say they grind this to a nil-nil draw. Nil-nil draw. Yeah. I like a nil-nil draw, but I'll say one-nil Bournemouth just oh, to be interesting. Oh. Fulham Forest. This might be kind of suck. This might be a game where Fulham kind of squeaks one out despite not playing very well. I'll say 2-1. Yeah. I'll say uh 1-0 Fulham. Sheffield Liverpool. Sheffield Liverpool. Bramall Lane. How many goals are Sheffield going to ship to Liverpool? 4. 4. I was going to say 5. And I felt like that okay. might be too low. Yeah. We'll see. I hope that there's like, I hope it's one of those where it's like a six goal game from someone. Like it's like Cody Gakpo just like <laughs> enters the top scoring race because Liverpool wins seven nil and he has six of them. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, Villa Man City. This should be a doozy. Yeah. Villa at at Villa home. Park. Yeah. Not to mention City kind of struggle with, Villa these last few years and stuff. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go be, with the Villa draw. I'll go the one-one draw. Could be interesting. Also, City's City will suck the life out of the game, anyways. Yeah, I think so. I'll say it. I'll say Villa two-one. Okay, United Chelsea. The this games that always end one-one or nil-nil. Yeah, this game's gonna suck. I can guarantee it. I'm gonna say nil nil. All time all time records. Eighteen wins for each side and twenty six draws. Twenty seven draws after this one. Yeah, I'll go with a uh two two. Really surprised Just it's not because more both than these defenses. Hey, Chelsea used to be a good club. They might be finished now that but they were a good club. Man, you hasn't done anything for a fucking decade. That's besides true. one Carabao Cup. <laughs> They've true. had a Carabao Cup. <laughs> At least yeah. Chelsea Chelsea won the Champions League in the last three years. Uh, Everton, Newcastle. Uh, it doesn't this feel good for Everton. This one is 22 wins Everton, 23 wins Newcastle, 11 draws all time. How about that? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I will go with uh, a Newcastle victory. 1-0. I think it'll be close. I think Everton... One now. Hold them in, but I think yeah. I'm gonna say three nil. Okay. 
Last but not least, Tottenham, West Ham. Do West Ham just keep rolling? And it's like, how are they like seventh? How are they sixth? Yeah, we're like, how are they there? I don't even fully quite get it. Because even to start the year, like their counterattack was good. And you're like, I get it. You know, this is how they're just going to play. It's like they're not even there anymore. Like their counterattack isn't even good. And they still will like grind it out. And you're like, oh my God. Right. What is Thomas Sushek at the very end? What like what is that? You know? So uh I'm gonna go I'll go the draw on that one one one. Even though Tottenham are injured to hell. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe Tottenham squeak out like a one nil. I could see it. I could see it. West Ham don't have depth still. Like truly have good depth. So this is the part of the year where they might just start falling, dropping points. Right. So. All right. Anything you want to add for a prediction before we let you go? Uh, I think I am happy with it. Bumo, Brace. Any midweek um, one? Midweek, I'll give you a, a, a Dom Solanke against Chris. Oh, all right. I love it. Okay. All right. Well, until next week, keep on perusing, you perusers. Keep on hatting, except for Tuesday, December 5th. That's when we really turn up the hatting. (laughs) Save us. Save us. Save us. Save us, hatters. (laughs) (laughs) Save us. Okay. Adios, mis amigos. Keep on perusing.